0: Welcome to Kev and Kev talking Sports. I am Kev. And I'm Kev. Super excited, Kev. Two guys talking about sports. Man, we are in the thick of things in terms of the NFL playoffs. A lot of people think last week was the greatest week of games ever. All-time classic games, great finishes. What are are you thinking after after last week? Well, I mean,
1: we had to do a whole extra little mini podcast just for the first two games because they were so incredible. The sad part is, yes, the weekend was exciting and the NFL ruled supreme with those games. But uh, we were one in three with our selections against the spread. So that wasn't that awesome, especially after being six and out of the first round. But I mean, I can't imagine very many people picked all four of those games because, I mean, like you said, I think you made this point clear. Every team, any, any of those teams could have won those four yeah. games. And I think,
0: yeah, but that also makes us seven and three for the playoffs. So I think we're
1: (laughs) totally respectable, totally respectable. But I mean, imagine if those, if those teams had been matched up differently against each other, you know what I mean? Like they all, all four games were just perfectly matched. So that was fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And the, of course, all four games regulation ended with a, a field goal being made. Yeah. You know, one of them went to overtime. So you're exactly right. I mean, any one of those teams, could have won and and cover the spread such as it was so yep um, yeah we were one and three we kind of limped through a couple of the games didn't really play out like we thought they might but um well we can celebrate the rams game because we we really did nail that one i think so. yes yep yeah, i think we had that one nailed um any thoughts on uh, nfl's overtime rules there was a lot of sort of controversy about that people saying that the the Bills never got a chance. A coin flip decided the game. You know, what do you, what do you think about that?
1: I'm old school about that stuff. You know, stop them with 13 seconds or stop them in the first drive of overtime. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had two chances. You didn't do it. Who cares if you get the ball back? I, I have no, yeah. no sympathy for that. Wow. And yet you texted me that a coin flip decided well, the game. <laughs> well, no, I was saying it would. Who's going to stop these guys, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I said it live. I said, this is, this is over. <laughs>
0: whoever gets the coin toss wins. It was obvious, right? I mean, yeah, I totally agree. You know, one of the, the things, I mean, we did, we had to have a separate podcast. Um, We were so fired up after the Saturday game. So by the way, for any, for our legions of listeners, if you didn't (laughs) listen to that one, go back and check it out to, for our full vitriol. But, um, but the Sunday games, you know, kind of restored your faith in humanity. I mean, it was like, we went from, two games where there was a lot of sloppy quarterback play and teams sort of giving the games away to Sunday where, you know, all the quarterbacks played really well. Um, You kind of left both of those games feeling like any team deserved to win, you know, however the outcome was versus teams just, you know, crapping on themselves and giving it away. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, and the teams with the best quarterback performances really pulled through. Yeah. So that one—that was one of my thoughts coming out of the weekend. You know, there was a lot of uh, we sort of railed. Well, I particularly railed against Aaron Rodgers after the first couple of games and how disappointing his play was, particularly in the fourth quarter. W- where do you think he stood overall in the weekend among the quarterbacks? I mean, well, he was the most disappointing. Uh,
1: he certainly wasn't worse than Tannehill, though. Ah. Uh,
0: Old Tanny Hill, yeah. I'm never going to get that. over
1: that guy. Jeez, why did I? What, uh, I was just reflecting on one thing you just said, though. The Saturday games were kind of sloppy and bad. Mm-hmm. Interesting that those were the number one seeds. Yes. Right? And they were on a bye. And both of those teams were just lethargic and not, not playing well. It's just weird how that worked yeah. out. So the fact that they, they got upset, I'm not sure if that is, like, going to carry over into this week. Like, those teams may have just lucked into a situation yeah. where they got the you know the, the lethargy of, of a team on a bye. So but
0: I don't right. know. Yeah, we talked about a... that in particular with Tennessee, where mm-hmm. you know, here's a number one seed, and they just came out flat and sort of uninspired. And yeah, the and the Packers as well, kind of lethargic. So sometimes that bye week helps you, and you get, you know, guys get healthy and fresh. Yeah. And uh and you get a guy like Derrick Henry coming back into your lineup. And then other times it, maybe it kind of throws off your momentum, you know, should, um, should we, should we give just each of us one more shout out to our favorite guys? Debo had a great game. And Burrow. And, but there you go. All right. Every <laughs> five new, minutes, we got to throw that out there. My new favorite player, but, um, but yeah, I, I had Rogers as the seventh best out of the eight quarterbacks. Assembly, um, right? You know, maybe splitting hairs, whether Garoppolo should be behind, you know, Garoppolo did not play a great game, but he definitely rose up when they needed him to. And, you know, he he yeah. orchestrated the drive to win the game, Yeah. yeah. whereas Rodgers just kind of tripped all over himself, you know, when the game was on the line. So I know Rodgers had some um, maybe better stats, a lot of them from the very first drive of the game. And then, uh, so I put Rogers at seventh. I just really kind of a stunningly disappointing performance. So you have Josh Allen, number one, of course, right? Well, I had my (laughs) number one, (laughs) Allen number two, but, uh,
1: one a and one B for sure.
0: But I will say about that game, I was rooting so hard for the bills, but especially by the time it ended, I really didn't know how my emotions were going to sway because Neither one of those teams is like my team. I, I don't have a lifetime of rooting for the Bills. Right. But, man, I mean, just Josh Allen, you know, his heroic he, he played exactly like we predicted he was going to play and maybe uh-huh. better. And I mean, yeah. when it was over, I just kind of sta- sat there stunned just looking at the TV for about a half an hour. It was just really just sad that they – didn't get it done and I guess you do have to say you know of those Sunday games I mean for the most part it was very high quality play and you know well coached and just well executed but the finish of that game you have to say the Bills really did um, botch that last 13 so I mean you know everybody's sort of broken down there there were three or four things they could have done differently that they win the game.
1: You, did you see the video of I guess NFL films had a little blurb on how Kelsey basically yeah. orchestrated that thing? I mean yeah anybody who hasn't seen it needs to google Kelsey you know final minute of that game because or final 13 seconds he called it He, he but told it, but it was too happy.
0: easy It was too easy the way the bills were. Defending it or not defending it. I mean, they just left him wide open, you know. And yeah, that's true. There's no yeah. excuse to let the other team just get 45 yards in two plays yeah. without even really contesting it, you know. Um, yeah, that's pretty bad. I agree. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know if we want tell you what, we will probably reflect back on those games a little bit more as we talk about this week's game. So why don't we transition mm-hmm. just for a second and, you know, any general thoughts heading into the conference championships this week well i I, a i don't
1: think the games this week can possibly be as exciting as last week and i think that's the general rule like i i kind of look back at some conference championships recently i think most of them i wouldn't say they're lopsided but they're not they're not um as super competitive as those last four games were Mm -hmm. i expect that trend to continue this weekend i have my ideas of who i think is going to win so yeah, I mean, if you had to, if you had your druthers, which game do you think would be the more compelling,
0: competitive game this weekend? Well, I think in terms of just the competitiveness, I would say Rams 49ers for sure. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, I, I could guess. see that game being sort of an ugly one to watch, and yeah. uh, I think it has the potential for a blowout um, one way or the other. Hmm. And there's always, I mean, I think if the Chiefs and, and And Cincinnati winds up being a competitive game, that one could be a classic for the ages. You know, if they can recreate what they did back in uh, week 17 or 18, whenever it was, now for the conference championship, that would be epic. And of course, the other uh, related to that, the other thing we're looking at is that both of these games are rematch games from earlier in this, really just a few weeks ago. Um, They both played the same matchups. And then on the 49ers side, They've beaten the Rams twice this year already. So now and six in it, a row. Yes. Right. So is it easier to beat them again? Or do you start to think eventually the pendulum is going to swing back the other way and the Rams are going to figure something out? I smell a trivia question. Oh, brother. Trivia. <laughs> well, hey, listen <laughs> on that. Do you want to start it off? or I mean, I've got my trivia question for you all queued up. How many? How many are we doing? You got two for me this time, or just one, or what are we? doing? I've got one, but there's some. Uh, there's a number right. of kind of discussion topics coming out of it. Yeah, I got the same sort of idea. All right, well let let uh, let me go first. How about that? Okay, you go first because we might have the same question, and that well, we could be.
1: Let's we'll, go ahead. We're about to find out. All right, so obviously it's conference championship week. Tell me who has had the most conference championship. Appearances in NFL history. Are we talking player, coach, or team? Team. What team? What organization? What franchise has been in the in the conference championship game the most times? You don't okay. have to give me the record, but <clears throat> I mean that would be fun. That's also. good.
0: That that is uh that is in a similar vein to the question that I'm gonna ask you. And so each of us might have some clues just based on whatever research, um, we did, but my question is not the same. So uh, oh, we, okay. we will, we will get to that question, uh, after we talk about the first of our matchups, just to, just to clarify a little bit,
1: the first year of conference championships was 1970, which is the year of our birth. So we're talking, uh-huh. about we're talking about 52 conference yeah. championship
0: possibilities, I guess. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Go. So, okay. Go ahead. All right. So the, the first game. Yeah. Chiefs in Cincinnati. Oh, that's the first game. Okay. Yeah. So, um, what's the latest line, Kev? Have you? Is it seven or seven and a half? I've seen seven and a half. I keep looking to see seven if it's
1: going to move. I expect it to move towards Kansas City, like eight or nine, even. So. Yeah,
0: it doesn't matter how high the number is, really. Um, I'm with you. I'm leaning towards the the Chiefs. Um, yeah. Preface that by saying, as we have noted quite often in the month plus that we've been doing this. Cincinnati is my new favorite team. Joe Burrow, my new favorite player. I would love to see them pull this mm-hmm. thing out against the Chiefs. I think it would be not just a great story, but really kind of the coronation of one of the, the next budding stars in the league. Yeah. Um, but I have picked against the Chiefs for the last two weeks. <laughs> they have bitten me both times. Yeah. I, I am starting to wisen up. I will not pick against the chiefs again Um, because part of what's happening here is these are the chiefs of championship caliber. These are the chiefs who make super bowls and win super bowls. These are not the chiefs who kind of wobbled through the first half of the season. You know, I think they were three and five or something like that or three and four. And people were talking about how they were just done. Yeah. They were struggling back then, but they are not now they have, figured it all out again and this is Mahomes at his peak obviously they've got tons of talented guys around him and you know I just can't pick against them now listen am I going to be totally stunned if Cincinnati manages to pull it out I, I guess not but I will be surprised at this point and I think you know coming out of the last week's games when you look at how Cincinnati got through that game versus how the chiefs got through their game. And, you know, Tennessee, as we've noted, just falling all over them, literally throwing the game away. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And Cincinnati, you know, Burrow got sacked nine times. He got away with it against Tennessee. I don't think you're going to get away with that against the chiefs. And I'm not saying the chiefs will get nine sacks. They probably won't, but, Cincinnati's offensive line is a weak point. You know, there's going to be pressure there. Burrow's going to be pressed. I think we noted in last week's game, you know, he took sacks that took them out of field goal range and forced them to punt. I think they've either got to do a little bit better job scheming, or he's got to be better about throwing the ball. He's just recognized that, you know, the sack is coming, throw the ball away. I don't think they can afford to give away any points in this game. So, yeah, I just think Joe Burrow, if they're going to win, he's got to play uh, just a near-perfect game, and uh, he could, but that's that's not the way I'm leaning. I think the Chiefs are just kind of too hot right now. So what are you thinking? Well, I mean, you're right. It's interesting because jo- Josh
1: Allen kind of did play a perfect game. Is Burrow as good as Allen? Maybe, probably, possibly, and he, you know, did it a couple weeks ago. But I was, I was looking – okay, a couple things you mentioned and I'm trying to find a way, how do the Bengals do this, right? So, and you, you were right. The, the Chiefs started off three and four. And since then, they're 11 and one. And the only team they lost to was in Cincinnati mm-hmm. week 17 or whatever it was by a field goal. And again, I maintain that, you know, they were up 21-7 or 28-14. And they kind of just lost their rhythm or something. I don't know. That's the only game they really lost focus on the entire second half of the season. They are closers. They're killers. Burrow actually was the closer of that game. He ran the clock all the way down, and they kicked the field goal to win, so that was impressive. I don't see that happening again. Not at Arrowhead. I think the Chiefs are going to rattle that offensive line. There's going to be false starts. There's going to be missed snaps. There's going to be probably a pick or two, and I think the Chiefs are going to... I think the Chiefs are going to run away with it. I mean, mm-hmm. um, I think everybody thinks that, so I don't see how the Bengals, you know, they're the young team. Can I can I invoke the Jaguars one more time? I mean, the Jaguars going into you have to. Jaguars going into Pittsburgh four years ago and uh, upsetting them. I don't think it's I don't think it's that kind of game because the Steelers weren't like the defending two time Super Bowl mm-hmm. you know, representatives from the conference. This was this is that's who the Bengals have to beat, and I don't think they can do it. So. Matt Tyron Matthew is a big key right I mean he was out at the end of that game that's kind of why Gabe Davis was wide open all day so if he's back then 100% Chiefs right yeah Um, if he's not that could that that
0: could be a little bit of a problem that couldn't that could help the point spread at least you know yeah well I, I mean I think the the Bengals path to victory here is just a shootout you know straight up Because I think the different you talk about the Bills game last week, you know, that was the number one defense in the league and the Chiefs torched them, you know, and Cincinnati has a good defense, but not as good as the Bills and so you you kind of figure the Chiefs are going to continue to put up points and so the real question is can Cincinnati, you know, keep up with them, they could. But that's that's just not the way I'm leaning. There was one other thing that you mentioned that kind of sparked my thought that we we have not gotten into this, but you, my friend, are due for your apology of the week. Uh-oh. Another one? We we need to get back on track here, where uh Kev must apologize each week. You <laughs> even mentioned it in your predictions a week ago that you were gonna owe this man an apology. So do oh, you, we're talking do you remember about who I'm talking about here. Must be Andy Reed. Yes. Yeah. Come on, yeah. Grovel. Uh, also, okay.
1: I just want to. I want to put my track record out there. I picked against Russell Wilson, right? And now I've picked against Andy Reid. Like I'm calling them out by name. Like, what? What <laughs> yeah. in the world am I thinking? But yeah, Andy Reid and uh, and Mahomes, uh, unstoppable force at this point. So, yes, yeah, so I will. This pick... guy
0: is one of the all time greats. Come on, I mean well it's yeah. like calling out Belichick or something like that you know but well, uh, prior
1: prior to having the homes Andy Reid's record was you know spotty at best right I mean he made he made some Super Bowl he made some conference championship games but he never really won a whole lot yeah but you can't begrudge him for having a great quarterback no I, I, know, mean, I know I know well, that's, <laughs> the that's the point I'm making I think I was just <laughs> I was tapping into my old uh, ideas about how his he was as a coach but you know now he's got his quarterback so what am i going to say he's yeah blessed. all gonna right win. well i I'm just, just want to
0: get that apology on record i think this yeah. is our new weekly feature kev's apology kev apologizes let's, let's is, see who it's going to be next week my But father, um, my
1: father tells me you know he's one of our legion of listeners by the way my father says never apologize so i'm, I'm except gonna, once a week except once a week
0: on this podcast yeah okay <clears throat> right so, did you want to make a prediction or a specific point total? Did my score for there?
1: this game, yeah, I'm going to go. Uh, well, here's how I think it's going to play out. I think the Chiefs are going to dominate time of possession in the first half and score something like 17 to six or 17 to seven, maybe. Kind of low scoring. And I think they will maintain that sort of
0: pace. Uh, 34 20 is my final. 3420 okay so that's um i like it i have been thinking about you know can cincinnati keep up and you know how high will the chiefs go I, i've got it 4124 Ooh, just a little higher on on both sides okay but um but again will i be shocked if it's a lot closer than that no all right listen uh, related to all our coaching talk why don't i throw out uh, why don't you give it? Why don't you give your answer? Let's do that. Okay. All right. Who has the most conference championship appearances? Well, I do fear that in some of the research I did for this that I, I might have stumbled upon. Okay. the answer or an answer. But I, I'm gonna. So I'll kind of pretend I didn't see what I saw. And I'll say the Patriots. Oh, are we? Are we? Are we listing like? Numbers, why don't we do each conference so you can do, you know, who has the most NFC and who has the most AFC? Okay, okay so I, I will say, um, Patriots, Raiders, and Steelers, and then in the NFC, I would say Packers, Cowboys, and 49ers. Okay, so
1: the answer is number one overall, NFC, San Francisco 49ers. This is their 17th appearance in the conference championship game oh my goodness they're seven and nine overall soon to be seven and ten soon soon to be eight and nine uh in the afc the number one overall team is the pittsburgh steelers with Hmm. 16 appearances
0: yeah they just they just broke that tie yeah i should have gone with my uh patriots team there but they were in my
1: top three yeah, Patriots are one back at fifteen. Cowboys are at fourteen. So, yeah, yeah. you were on it. Um, and the Steelers are eight and eight, by the way. So,
0: yeah, <clears throat> I was I was in the neighborhood. So, and again, I think part of that might be related to uh, some of what I looked at for my question, which is on a related theme. Mm-hmm. So maybe you've seen some info that's going to help you here. The Chiefs now wow. become the first team to host four oh. consecutive conference championship games, right? They broke the record set by one other team that had hosted three consecutive Hmm. championship teams. And I'm wondering if you can name that team. Now, there are definitely other ways we can go with this uh, in terms of streaks of most consecutive um, champ, conference championship appearances so your question was who's made the most appearances right I'm looking more at who made the most in a row and but for your question I'm looking specifically for the one that had hosted three at home consecutively hmm. okay three home games in a row in the and in you're a conference championship
1: yeah in Kansas City just broke that record by going four in a row Is that yes what you're saying? okay yes. I got
0: it. all right I understand so, and and there are there are a bushel of teams that have made three consecutive appearances. Right. Yeah. But most of them, of course, not all three at home. So, okay. Yeah. Sound good. So we'll answer that one after we take a look at the next game and you're going to, you're going to tell us uh, how badly the Rams are going to whip up on the 49ers.
1: Yeah, that's my, uh, that's my team and I've been with them all all postseason in fact even before i think i was on them against the rams in the last game of the year the second last game of the year whatever it was i think it was the last game they had to win the last game to get in the playoffs and they were down 17 zip yep they came back got to overtime they won it so they're super gritty i think they have the rams number i think the rams gave everything they had in that last game like they they didn't hide any of their cards. They put it all on the table. They wanted the Niners out of the playoffs and they couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I mean, I mean, there's so many things I want to talk about this game. The Rams to me are underachievers. And I, last week I gave them the benefit of the doubt because I just didn't like the bucks. So I said, okay, mm-hmm. Rams are going to win this game, but I do not. I don't like the way McVeigh has been coaching. I think he is uh, They're a little bit of a choking team. They turn it, they turn it over. Stafford has a propensity to throw the ball up for grabs when he's a little bit uh, flustered. I think he's going to throw a couple of picks in this game. You know, look at look at McVeigh's history as a coach. You should, you of all people, should have thoughts about this because of the way they got to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago against the Saints. Mm-hmm. Right, that penalty, oh. the worst call in the history of the yeah, NFL.
0: Yeah.
1: Right, propelled them to the to the Super Bowl. Right, yeah. I mean. They didn't belong in that Super Bowl, and you could see it in the way they coached. The Patriots mm-hmm. didn't deserve. The Patriots weren't a good team that year, but that was the worst Super Bowl. Oh, McVeigh <laughs> got out coached so badly. Yeah, I think that's what he does. I think he's just not good enough. I think he's not good enough.
0: Hmm. And I, uh, yeah. I smell an apology of the week for next week. I know, right? I'm uh, setting myself <laughs> up for
1: brutality, but I'll, I'll go with Shanahan, even though, of course, yeah. Manahan choked away the 28 to three lead, but I just can't hold that against him. He's a great, I think he's a great coach. He's got the best player in the, in the game. He's got his quarterback handled and he's ready, ready to move on. I think the team is, uh, loves playing for him. I think they love the way they play. I think they just love beating the Rams and the fans are going to come in force from Northern California. I've yeah. seen that ticket sales are uh double the rate of out of the as they were in that last game of the season for yeah. out of, for northern california sales right so man i am just super excited about that game i think that's gonna be super fun i'm hoping the niners just dominate them and jalen ramsey throws a big temper tantrum and walks off the field like a b because that's the kind of that's the kind of domination i want to see <clears throat> i want that rams team to just fall apart i mean all that high price talent right Beckham, yeah, yeah, Jalen, everything's going good. They're great, but when the yeah. adversity hits, I do not see them co- congealing as a team and staying together. So, those mm-hmm. are my thoughts. Pretty strong opinion on that. I'm gonna, well, I'll save my score until you have your opportunity because I know you might be on the other side. Yeah. But
0: I'm really, I'm trying to persuade you. Well, it, cool. it's interesting because, uh, of course, everything you say is is true. The Rams are better now, right? The, I mean, the Rams are. Not the team they were early in the season when they lost 31 to 10. But they're pretty much the same team that lost 27-24 a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. At home. Um, you know, so you can't really just point to Odell and Von Miller and Cam Akers, who has had some issues, but, um, but also had some big plays, and say those guys weren't around because they were um, a few weeks ago. Since Halloween, the 49ers are 10-3. and Most of those wins are against the worst teams in the league, but two of them are against the Rams, you Mm. know? So um, there are definitely reasons to think the 49ers might, might have this one, but I do kind of feel like the 49ers, there's something about, you know, relying on Jimmy G. And the, the team in general, I mean, you know, there's something to be said for winning close games and kind of gutting things out, but there's also, you know, there's only so many times you can do that before you're, you're going to get bit, you know, and it's like they fall way behind the Rams and have to work their way all the way back. You know, is that kind of thing going to happen again? Right. Um, are the Rams going to pull a Green Bay? I mean, Green Bay had that game one and just the greatest quarterback of our age couldn't get a first down, you know, yeah. um, is that going to happen? You know, is Jimmy G going to make more mistakes in this game? You talk about how Stafford throws interceptions here and there, and he does. But so does Jimmy G, you know, and he's prone to make mistakes. And I think this defense, certainly one of the best, if not the best, in terms of just harassing the quarterback, getting sacks, uh, forcing pressure. So, you know, I think the 49ers are the more kind of solid team. But I think the Rams have more potential for just a great performance. I mean, they've had several games lately where they jump out to these big leads
1: mm-hmm.
0: and let the other team kind of work their way back in. You know, what happens if they don't? What happens if they don't throw that interception? What happens if they don't sort of ease up? You know, I think they, they have the potential to win this pretty handily. But again, you know, everything you say about the 49, I'm not going to be shocked <laughs> if if this is another nail biter or the, you know, overtime, a field goal on the last play. I mean, mm-hmm. could could totally happen. But again, I'm sort of leaning Rams here, so I think we have a difference of opinion.
1: Well, let me uh, let me throw in real quick, you know, our number one fan is probably my dad right now. So I'm going to shout out to Well, he might be our only fan. So number one and that's the end of the list but yeah but dad uh told me that he wants he's he's rooting for the rams he's got the rams he thinks the rams will win so
0: Mm.
1: i may owe another apology to my dear old father uh if uh if i'm wrong on this one but uh willing willing to go that go that route
0: yeah well what so what's your prediction
1: well here's the thing we're getting three and a half too the niners right three and a half that's the number yeah, so I feel extra confident in that. Even if it is another close game, mm. I think. Uh, you know, I guess it could go over time, but at worst for the. Anyway, I'm picking the Niners big. I'm picking 34-14 uh, Niners. Holy smokes! Yeah,
0: I don't. I don't think it's even going to be a ball game. So. Wow, well that is unexpected. I mean, I don't. Yeah, you know, it's Listen, if <laughs> your scenario plays out, I mean that scenario involves. Stafford throwing two or three interceptions. Maybe you throw in a sack fumble in there. So I, mm-hmm. I guess the logic is if the 49ers defense is that suffocating and forces those turnovers, then they're going to hold the Rams to that sort of low total. I also just I'm expecting the,
1: the Rams to do some of their trickeration where they, you know, what's the what's the punter's name, Heckscher or fake no punt. the fake punt that doesn't work out and somehow turns into sure. a total disaster. Yeah. Um, I think McVeigh kind of leans on those things too much. And Shanahan's going to have the team ready for that too. I just think the Niners are going to have their best game of the whole year
0: in this game. Well, it certainly could happen. Could happen. I mean, I'm going the other way. Uh, If they don't, I'm not going to be on the podcast next week. So yeah, you're fired. I mean, that's (laughs) pretty much it. You have wasted your last chance. Yeah. Uh, I got Rams 27, 20. I feel like things play out a little bit like the last game. Just, take away the, uh, you know, the 49ers final push. All right. um, and That's maybe fine. Stafford and the Rams play a little bit cleaner to get it done. So, all right. It, should we go do the answer oh. to the trivia? And it was, remember how the question went? I think I know this answer
1: because it was talked about a lot this week. So, hmm. I th- okay. Okay. The question was who was the team that had three consecutive home championship games prior to the chiefs yes and i think it was another andy reed team
0: oh boy is it the eagles yeah you must uh. have read my mind <laughs> i think we both must have done a little research in the same realm but yes you nailed it a very very impressive good job thank you so what would you say about old andy reed and that team chokers now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know Chad, that they very played
1: good. one of those teams played here in jacksonville for the super bowl and 2006 or whatever it was, Super Bowl 39 mm-hmm. was here, so. Yeah. That was an, it was, that was an Andy Reid team against uh Tom Brady. And I was yeah. there.
0: I saw that game in person. 2001 to 2004, your boy Andy Reid and and the Eagles. I just thought that was too uh too sweet to pass up for a trivia question. But but since you nailed that one so easily, let's look at a couple of the other ones most consecutive conference championship game appearances. Oh God, it's Whether be a, home team or or not. It's gotta be the Patriots, right? Yep. Yeah, Patriots number one by a mile, really. The, uh, eight in a row. Eight in a row, that's what I thought. Yeah. Conference championships. Okay. So once you get past that, what are you what are your thoughts?
1: Well, certainly the Bills were four in a row. So that's probably yeah. right. That's probably next, right? Chiefs not are now quite, four in a row.
0: Not quite next, but close. Yeah, oh, okay. Bills. Somebody had five. Somebody had five. Wow. Oh boy. I'm scanning the database here. Cowboys? Cowboys had two different streaks
1: of four. Okay, yeah. Because I know they won three out of four Super Bowls and they were in the conference championship Mm -hmm. and the one they didn't get. Uh, Somebody had five. Who could it be? It's not the Broncos, is it? No.
0: I'll tell you, but you've you've done really well on this because there are – What, there are five other teams who did it four times, and you you nailed them. You know, the Eagles being one, by the way, they hosted three in a row, but they were in in the game four. So the the only team you haven't named made nine conference title games between 1967 and 77, only won one of them. And so they had a streak of five and a streak of four in that stretch and it was the Oakland Raiders. Uh, oh, good old Madden. Good old Madden. So yeah, we had talked about Madden. Or I thought you might pull something good. about Madden from the old memory bank.
1: Well, I was starting but, to go backwards in time, so I probably would have got there in a few more minutes, but we don't have that much time.
0: No, we don't. We got to keep rolling on, and you, you got a lot of those, right? So you really, you pretty much nailed that uh, that question. I'm proud of you.
1: Well, uh, Thanks. So
0: hey, let me give you a
1: follow-up question on mine then. Okay. This will be interesting i i think you might get it so all right so we'll, we'll preface it with this the the niners and the rams have actually met before in the nfc championship game i don't know if you knew that Do you know what year they were in this isn't the real question but they they met in 1989 and the, the niners won oh, on the way to steve yeah. young's super bowl yeah um but what two teams have met the most times in conference championship
0: play okay Is it (laughs) it Cowboys 49ers? It is Cowboys 49ers. Very good. Yeah. I mean, you just feel like there was a stretch there where they were in it year after year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cowboys
1: have won four and the Niners have won two. Mm -hmm. So six times they've played each other. No, no other matchup has exceeded three. So yeah, there's a bunch of threes. But yeah, I was thinking if that wasn't it, I, I had no hope. (laughs) <laughs> I thought you would get that. I think most listeners might probably get that as well, but it's kind of fun little fact.
0: Yeah. Well, so let's let's kind of head towards the finish line here. Um, as we wrap up thinking about the games themselves, you know, we mm-hmm. actually did look up a few kind of prop bets. I know we haven't talked about that with any of oh, our games yeah. before, but is, is there any, I mean, there's a lot of quirky little things to look at. And I don't know if you've had a chance to look at any of the, the, stuff i sent you but um you know something like 84 and a half yards receiving for jamar chase i would say under i think
1: they're just gonna well yeah you know if math if matthew's not in there I, I don't know what to say um i still think it's going to be an under kind of thing and he he went off in that last game but yeah one yeah. play you, i mean you're right he's the kind of guy that gets one play and goes crazy so yeah i, I would still pick under just to coincide with my feeling of how the game is going to work out. There's just going to be problems. Yeah.
0: That, I think, yeah. That's the challenge, right? I mean, if he goes, it could be way over. Yeah. If he goes over, he's probably going to get 200. Yeah. On the other hand, if, uh, if the chiefs can kind of hold them in check, then maybe he doesn't get to 85 and then uh, 8.5 rushing yards for Joe Burrow. I guess this might be a similar kind of thought. Well,
1: now see that one to me plays more into the hands of the kind of game I'm thinking of right I mean, I mean that's one good frustrated. scramble yeah Cincinnati's frustrated he's got to get out of the pocket and do something and he may I think I, I would go over on the on his rushing yards
0: yeah I think yeah. so yeah I think so and I then on, so. in the other game <clears throat> I mean I have to look at 50.5 receiving yards for your favorite player Debo you think he gets more than 50 or yeah, I think he has a play.
1: I think he. I. I. If there was a prop bet for him getting a 50-yard touchdown or more, I would.
0: I would take that. I think it's going to be that kind yeah.
1: of game where just everything
0: falls perfectly for the yeah. Niners. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the trick for him though is, you know, he might get 180 combined yards, <laughs> but you know how much of that is is just straight up receiving yards. You know, I love the way they get him the ball, all kinds yeah. of different ways. He could have a 70-yard touchdown on a reverse. Mm, yeah. You know, and catch three passes for 40 yards, you know, I mean, this might be the game where he throws a touchdown pass. So it, it could, it mm-hmm. could. And Same. so, so uh, another thing that's interesting, 0. 0.5 interceptions for Stafford or 0. 0.5 interceptions for Jimmy G. I mean, these are two interception prone yeah, quarterbacks. I'd, I'd
1: go over on both of those.
0: Well, yeah. If either one of them throws one, you're I'd, over. Yeah. I'd sprinkle a couple dollars on that. Yeah. Well, are we are we ready to kind of
1: put a bow on the football talk and? Well, I mean, just as just as a point of you know making it clear that who we're we're endorsing heavily the Chiefs, right? Yes. And since we have a split on the other game, that we're just we're just leaving that alone as far as our betting advice for the legions of fans.
0: Yeah. Right. Sounds good. So one official pick would be the Chiefs, and then the other game we're split. So Chiefs minus seven and a half. I've got Niners plus three and a half and you have Rams
1: minus three and a half.
0: Yeah. That'll good. be,
1: that'll be fine. And I'll be apologizing
0: to uh, Sean McVay next week. Guaranteed. <laughs> so I guess, you know, just uh, other thoughts about, you know, there's been so much talk this week about like the coaching. Carousel mm. oh, yeah. in the NFL and then, you know, various quarterbacks and sort of their fate for the next year. So what, what are you, uh, I guess let's start with Sean Payton, right? What do you think about uh, that? Was kind of a shocker. Oh, he's on his way here to Jacksonville, I think. <laughs> Always comes back to
1: Jacksonville. Well, all right. Where's Sean Payton going to go? I think I think you mentioned it in our phone call that he's uh, he's going to be a pretty good in in the uh, in the booth kind of guy. He's going to be up there diagnosing plays <laughs> with Jim Nance or something. So or whomever. I don't know where he'll end up, but he's probably pretty good for the TV
0: role. Is that what you think? I think yeah. I think he'll be great for radio or TV, whatever it is. But um, lately, there's been a good bit of talk that he, he might be sort of lining up for the Cowboys' job. Oh, um, you know, head back there, but well, you, not this year because they've you, they've sort of announced their coaches are staying put. But you know, maybe you, he broadcasts yeah. for a year, maybe even two, mm-hmm. and then um, slides in whenever the the Cowboys job opens up. Do you feel like he abandoned your team in New Orleans? I mean,
1: he, they signed Taysom Hill. I mean, I guess it's only 10
0: million a year, but it's, that's a good question. So let me just say this, you know, there are all kinds of, uh, coaching moves, um, you know, quarterback player retirements and things like that. And every now and then one of them kind of, kind of gets you, you know, most of them, you just look at it and it's very Mm -hmm. sort of clinical and. Sean Payton stepping aside is one of those where, you know, a, it kind of makes you feel old. (laughs) B he's been there, you know, it just feels like forever that he's been there and we were much younger when he took that job and he was much younger, but also, you know, my team, that's, that's my hometown. And I've been rooting for the saints. Since they were the ain'ts. I watched the, you know, winless seasons or Mm -hmm. almost winless seasons so many of them, I mean, they were a laughing stock. Yeah. And then for Sean Payton and Drew Brees to come in in the wake of Hurricane Katrina, when, you know, the city is not just sort of down, but destroyed level. Yeah. You know, and first year getting them back to the playoffs and then winning the Super Bowl a few years later. I mean, that's the one game where I cried, you know, as the fourth really? goal was winding down in that Super Bowl. Um, wow it was just such an emotional thing. So yeah, is he abandoning means. my saints? No, I, okay. I begrudge him. Nothing. You know, a guy who has done Good. so much, you're just grateful, thankful. He was there deep appreciation. Am I concerned mm. about the future for the saints? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, um, Hall of fame coach moving on hall of fame quarterback retiring a year ago. So we'll see what they can kind of pull out of the hat here, but no, I, I have no well, Ill will to towards Peyton at all. That, that's good to hear. I appreciate
1: your perspective on that because I think most of us who are not attached to the Saints are looking at it like, why the hell is he leaving now? I mean, you're right. What, yeah. Why shouldn't he? Can do whatever he wants. he, yeah. he was. He's going to own that city for the rest of his life. So,
0: yeah. Well, and I heard I heard Bill Cower doing an interview about this. And he talked about how, you know, that that NFL head coach position, you are on 365 days a year. Mm -hmm. And you just think about the grind and how hard it is to stay on top and to put in all the time and effort. I mean, I I think at some point you've just got to get sort of burned out, you know, and that seems to be where Sean Payton is. It doesn't sound like it's forever. Maybe he just does broadcasting for a year or two it's a little bit easier schedule you know and he can recharge and then jump back in yeah and if it's with the cowboys then i'll hate him
1: (laughs) i forget i I read a little story uh when he first got hired by the saints he was interviewing somewhere else was it minnesota maybe i can't remember Mm i think somebody else somebody else got the job over him and he was super disappointed Mm-hmm. Then, but his quote recently was that it was the best thing that ever happened to him going to new orleans obviously yeah so but i mean yeah. you know so th- those are the kinds of things that you <clears throat> you just don't know at the time he was he's just a good guy he got in a good situation and he made it made the most of it it was so yeah absolutely right. it's a good story yeah uh, so i'm I'm hoping for a similar outcome and i am going to mention the jags again because it's a big deal that byron Leftwich might come home here yep and the rumors have been flying for days now. And we're just so like on the edge, the whole city is on the edge about what's going to happen. We we keep thinking it's going to happen and then it's nothing. So 24 hours of silence all of a sudden. And today is Friday the 28th. So <clears throat> hoping hoping to get some news this weekend. Uh, the other thing is that Byron Leftwich may be able to bring Adrian Wilson as the GM. Mm-hmm. You know, you heard yeah. that too. So I don't know how yeah. much news gets out of, it gets to the rest of the nation about this.
0: Well, not much, but I did hear that tidbit you know it just sounds like he's not uh, satisfied about the gm situation as it is and if he's going to get the job maybe he brings adrian wilson with him sweet i'm I'm, we're all about it i think
1: we have 90 percent of the city is in on it so i don't just a matter of paperwork maybe
0: hopefully we want to touch on the mlb hall of fame or are we going to yeah. Where are we with that? I I, I know. Did they vote? They uh, Oh, yeah. We oh, got... Uh, it's in. The outcome is in, man. And, uh, you know, Bonds and Clemens are out. Ortiz yeah. is in. Yeah. Ortiz, I don't know. Yeah. Have we ever talked about this? I mean, where do you stand on the... Big poppy. The, the steroid guys and the Hall of I Fame? Mean,
1: it's so funny because I guess they... I, I don't even remember how it all went down anymore. It's like becoming ancient history. But I guess this was the 10th year of eligibility for clemens and bonds right right so now now they go to the old timers division or whatever they call it and they ain't
0: ever going to get in with that yeah
1: and they're even stricter than the regular guys so
0: yeah I, i think their only hope at this point is if at some point the whole organization decides to kind of rewrite the rules yeah create some kind of steroid exception because you're dealing with a whole generation of players right? That, you know, we are going to get to a point where there's literally nobody that we can put in the Hall of Fame because all the greatest players were involved in this. And we're we're kind of almost there. Yeah, you're right. We're on that precipice of
1: just like what happened in the 90s. You know, kids are going to go to Cooperstown and be like, why? Who are these guys? Like, yeah,
0: what went wrong? Uh, You know, oh, it's only the greatest players ever who aren't in here.
1: Maybe I think we talked about this briefly, though. Maybe they should have just a special wing for the
0: nineties roids guys. Sure.
1: And just let the fans make up their own minds about how important that is.
0: Yeah. I, I would not mind seeing something like that. And I, I would, I would underscore that I am not in favor of cheating and just flaunting the rules. Yeah. Um, and that's a problem. So, I, You know, so I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm supporting, you know, players who just flagrantly cheat or whatever it might be. And so my view on this is a little bit fluid because with guys like Bonds and Clemens, they were hall of famers without the roids. Oh yeah. You know? And so I do think in my own mind, and I know there are counter arguments that are very compelling, but in my own mind, somebody like Bonds or somebody like Clemens and there are probably a few others as well. If you were already a hall of famer before you ever touched steroids, then I have no problem with you being in. And it, it, kind of frustrates me that guys like that are not allowed in by the way ortiz was implicated in the mitchell report as well and so why do you put him in because (laughs) he smiles and he gets along with people and he's big poppy you know versus some of the other um you know bonds was notoriously um, kind of surly and didn't get along well with the media but he was the greatest player of his era and, and maybe ever, you know, he's one of the greatest ever. So that's mm. my perspective. I think in my own head, it would get a lot stickier when you start um, talking about guys like, I don't know, Mike Piazza, you know, or somebody like that, where it's like, mm. could have been a Hall of Famer, but we just don't know, um, you know, what role, if any, steroids played. And of yeah. course, you've got a Mark McGuire, where he's kind of on the fringes of being a Hall of Famer, but without steroids you know he wouldn't be anywhere close you think big poppy got in because maybe he did
1: it for a long time after the, the rules were modified to clamp down on steroid use i mean that could be i mean he was maybe a little bit of the beginning of that
0: period but you know he
1: played 10 more years after i don't know
0: i also think the media liked him you know the guys that vote liked oh, him well, sure and yeah. they're kind of rooting for him i don't know the exact numbers and how many voters would have been swayed by something like that but well baseball is certainly influenced by northeastern beat writers right i mean
1: yeah yeah they have a large influence of boston guys and new york guys like hey well a rod didn't
0: get in but you know he's not a real new york guy anyway but he but he still might you know and i think his yeah. he's um his reputation has been rehabilitated somewhat i think you know there, there's so many variables at work here you know it's like a rod ultimately confessed that he did it and so is it kind of a redemption thing where you know in that circumstance Mm -hmm. you can work your way back i almost feel like you know bonds and clemens technically things were never proven but everybody kind of knows they did it so if they just had confessed at a certain point along the way and appealed you know for another chance or forgiveness i mean maybe people think differently about it but there's too many other guys who are already in there yeah you know that the sort of character clause you know whether they were racist or whether they were alcoholics and boozers and mm-hmm. you know violent away from the field i mean you get to splicing that kind of stuff and it's too hard
1: Yeah, to the idea who, who yeah.
0: should be in yeah it's t- it's tough they're probably just being a little too
1: overprotective of their you know of their purity baseball thinks of itself as a purity sure sport so and it's yeah, not yeah. it's <laughs> just existed. It's like a false. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. So, all right. Well, that was a little digression that probably is uh, our legion of fans. will stick around to the bitter end. Yes. We'll get, we'll get all kinds of social media, uh, you know, upvotes
1: for that one. All right. Well, we good. Any other thoughts? No, I'm excited. This is going to be a good weekend of football. Uh, NFC game is way more appealing to me. So yeah, let's do it.
0: Let's do it. All right. Kev out. Kev out we